October 4th, 2017, uh, sometime in the evening. Welcome to Houndstooth Heroes. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by the good people at Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Ellis Metz. And Mr. Metz, tell us how you're doing. Tell us what you're drinking. Tell us what is going on with you, pal. Gregory, I'm doing just fine this evening. Good to be here. Uh, I tell you, tonight I am drinking a Victory uh, Golden Monkey Ale, one of my oh. favorite. And, and I haven't pointed out something this year, but it's time for me to, uh, to let this off my chest. So our longtime listener, Fred. Hey, Fred. Hey, thank you. Uh, we'll have noticed, you know, in seasons past, there's generally been some sort of theme driven by superstition to my choice of beverage for the evening. And this year, I've let it all go. Uh, I can't express to you the freedom that I felt. It, it's just totally, uh, I am totally unrestricted by superstitions. I don't even think about the underwear I'm putting on on game day morning. I grab whatever shirt feels right, right then in the moment. And uh, it, it, it's a whole new world to not feel that the success of the football team hinges solely on my decisions. That's absurd. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I'm just saying that's absurd. Uh, oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine not drinking the Tears of the Fallen, but nevertheless, here we are. <laughs> Tell me what you are drinking tonight. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Do honor the first snowfall of the year here in Taos, New Mexico, and it is snowing. Meanwhile, I guess you're scorching up there in Nash Vegas, but I'm drinking straight bourbon. you got to keep warm on nights like this. You know, it's a Basil Hayden. And boy, is it delicious. Uh, let me go ahead and get this out of the way. Cut to the chase and apologize for our absent last, last, absence last week. Uh, life gets in the way and your boys are not particularly adept at technology. So there was no way to do it remotely. Uh, but the upside is you missed our hates of the week. So you had your time to get your house out of repossession and convince your woman not to leave you. That is true. Always a benefit to miss the hates of the week. Yeah, we uh, we dropped the ball last week. We were bad heroes. Uh, you know, we let ourselves down and let our teams down relative to what we were trying to accomplish on the field. Uh, but I did but hand We still have a, still have a tremendous amount of respect for you, heroes. Tremendous, tremendous amount of respect. That's exactly right. So uh, with that behind us, I think we should get to the important matters, and that is, of course, Tate. It's, uh, again, Tate's takes and Tate's show here. Uh, Tate was on pregame Birmingham TV before the Vandy game two weeks ago. And, uh, Gregory, it did not go so well. I saw this go down. Tell listener Fred Moore. Yeah, so uh, WIAT, CBS 42 out of Birmingham, had a nice little setup across from the stadium. We had just gotten to our tailgate. There's a big crowd of fans getting ready to do, like, a crowd shot. And they, they've got to have the baby in the shot. It's, you got to see the baby. So they call Tate over. There we run. 
And there is reporter Chris Rinker, who, who was just a lovely man, did a great job and was trying to uh, to give, you know, the, the folks at home what they want, which is the more baby, baby tape. All yeah, the baby. exactly. And and so the cameraman counts down. The crowd goes live. There's uh, there's shakers going. It's, everybody's yelling. And Tate does like this whole sort of 180 look around and then just loses it, just totally comes undone, weeping, crying, turns up to his daddy. Uh, it, it was it was basically, it was what Derek Mason, I assume, did a good couple hours later. Exactly. Uh, yeah, not a strong TV debut. Oh, uh, well, more to come, though, and less important matters, however, in Nashville that day. Uh, your Tide demolished the Commodores, 59 to nothing, on a delightful Saturday afternoon two weeks ago, and followed up followed it up last week with a 66 to three thrashing of the Ole Miss Rebel Black Bears last weekend. That is 69 total points, Ellis. That is nice. Uh, it was also nice to enjoy the Vanderbilt game alongside my co-host here. You know, it was reunion week. Uh, we had a big time. I would say the antics were dialed back a little. Well, you know, we're old people. These we days. bought you a new phone. That we, was, know, we did. Like, we, you know, we got a haircut, you know, yes. bought a phone. What else do you we do have, when you're in Nashville? You're not a woman of 22 years old. Uh-huh, we have entered a new phase. I mean, we uh, could have uh, had like a bachelorette party and taken one of those, uh, 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 what are they called? Pubsicles? Uh... A pub uh, yes. on wheels. What are those called? How uh, how am I blinking on this? Uh, I don't pedal, know. Pedal tavern. Pedal tavern. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, pedal pub is what I, I was trying to say. Them. But yeah, yeah, we totally should have done that. But instead, I got a haircut and bought a new phone. Yeah, didn't even roll Clay Travis's house, which no. is weird. In the uh, neighborhood. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, my question to you, which game was nicer? I mean, uh, the, the antics aside... Uh, right. Which did you enjoy more watching? The 59 nothing uh, win over Vandy or this Ole Miss 66-3 joint? Well, both were nice. Obviously, I enjoyed Vandy more because of the company. Aww. But also Aww. because I have a degree from the Hottie Toddy Landshark College. Uh, so that one, you know, you know, my heart is always with the tide, but that one still stung a little bit. Uh, I'll always have a special place for the Hottie Toddy Landshark College. Uh, but... Um, you know, I, I, so I guess, Vandy, I don't know, just because it was in person. So that was nicer. Uh, but even nicer than that, uh, the concerns we had, uh, both had last week, were answered. The running game and the disappearance of Minka Patrick both kind of had us with our ears perked up about what's going on. Hey, what's happening here? Uh, but Minka, the Falconer, uh, led the defense last week with eight tackles and two for a loss. Uh, while your Crimson Tide piled up 613 yards, including 365 on the ground, solving the concerns about the running game because they averaged 7.2 yards per carry. Yeah, it has been quite a run. You know uh, your boy here gets embarrassed when the riches are just too much. Yes, that is. Yeah, that you're known for that, really. And and I have not stopped blushing for a couple of weeks now. Uh <laughs> You know, going back to last year now, everybody's been repeating this number. In the last five SEC games, your Tide has outscored or has scored at least 50 points in the last five SEC games, which just seems absurd, but we can we can talk about that later. Uh, you know, there's always one, at least one concern. We wouldn't be the heroes if we didn't have concerns. And I've got to say, we were so, so ready to develop our boy, 
Papa Nasty into a cult hero, bought a Greek flag and everything. True. And then he goes out and misses from 40, Gregory. 40, a Greek tragedy, if you will. Though, he was 9 of 9 on extra points, and that's absurd in its own self that he got the opportunity to Mm -hmm. kick 9 extra points. Um, Anywho, let's talk about your favorite topic. You know what this is. Mm-hmm. Is there a quarterback controversy at the university? I'll start. No, there isn't, and you are dumb. Jalen admittedly started slow, missing a wide-open first-down opportunity on one of the first series, but then he settled down to 12 of 19 on the night at 197 yards with two touchdowns. There I was two Saturdays ago chanting with, with the UA faithful, <laughs> to what, to what? There I was one Saturday ago tweeting that I wish Nick Saban would switch to a two-quarterback system. <laughs> oh, God, oh, Gregory. Halcyon days, fellas. Halcyon days. I am an idiot. Uh, but I still, I still have such uh, vivid dreams every night. I won't say how vivid, but they're vivid. Dude. Of Tua. <laughs> he is just so smooth out there. Uh, he has made the most of his opportunities He went three for five uh, for 51 yards and a touchdown in his most recent outing. Uh, Just, I just think, doing gorgeous things and has me really excited for the future. We need to get our boy Mark Jennings on here to talk about his younger brother. Have you heard anything? Yeah, we do. I have not heard anything. I understand he's in the running for uh, Alabama Football Player of the Year. If you don't know about his younger brother, uh, I don't know his name. Who really has all the information? Talia, I think. Yeah, okay, that sounds – okay, I think the name of kid's the same thing. Who right. knows? Right. But anyway, the point is he's at Tuscaloosa County, which in and of itself is a problem. Uh, who lives in Northport? Let's talk about that. But maybe that's a conversation for another day. But nevertheless, he is across the river and not in the good part of across the river. He's across the river but running up ridiculous numbers for Tuscaloosa County. Uh, so, yeah, we need to get a uh, recruiting expert who constantly breaks down film Mark Jennings on to talk about the younger brother and what he could possibly bring to the table. Yeah, that guy loves breaking down some film. And I have to say, in defense of Northport, they got a taco casa there, so it's okay in my book. Uh, what was less okay, though, Saturday night, Jalen Hurts was our only 100-yard rusher on the night. Uh, yeah. with all the actual running backs hovering around 50 yards apiece. You know, there are probably many excuses that can be made, but my question to you, Gregory, is this what we want football to be? Ellis, I don't care what it looks like as long as we win, because frankly, there is an elephant in the room. Big Al? No, Big Al is not in the room. It's not here. What is in the room is the developing trash strength of schedule to the point that there is no longer any room for error. Like, at the beginning of the season, I was comfortable that we could absorb a loss and still win the conference and make the playoff. But now Florida State is tanking to the point where they might not even make a bowl. LSU is just a damn joke. Uh, We avoid Florida and Georgia again. So really our only game before the SEC championship game is Auburn. Uh, And that's a tough get down on the farm with them playing, frankly, as well as they are. Uh, And I wouldn't have cared if we lost. It would, you know, at the beginning of the year, 11-1 gets us into the playoff. Now, um, I'm not so sure. You've got thoughts and takes and points of view. The biggest take here is that everybody is trash. There is, like, such discrepancy. I'm not proud of SEC football anymore, which I never thought would happen. 
but I'm embarrassed that CBS is showing these games on a uh, on a national level. Uh, you just listed them off, but I mean, we we we've been known that Moo was trash, as pointed out on Oh Twitter. yeah, we've been known. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they're still going to be like one of the top teams in the West. Uh, it'll be nice, I think, to get to the SEC championship game. I hope and play a team that is not Florida. Uh, but to your point, I'm not convinced. I actually feel like we have separated ourselves, us and Clemson, of course, separated ourselves enough at this point that one loss wouldn't do much. I think we might drop down to three, maybe four. Uh, I think we still, I think we're still playoff bound even with the loss. I think, but I, you may be right, but that loss has to be Auburn. We can't to lose be. to anybody. Yeah, we cannot lose to anybody else, or I think well, our ship is sunk. No, if we go to into LSU yeah. and we're, we're to cough that up, it would be a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we've got another pressing topic for you. In regards to uh, the uh, Rebel Black Bears from the Landshark College, is Ole Miss dirty? Related, is they low down and some snitches. Uh, right. Those titles uh, yeah, that's that's – that's later. That's yes, later. Those titles are saved. Uh, okay, some background here on the dirtiness is probably necessary for listener Lee. Shout out. Uh, so Deshaun Hand was the victim of a block by an old Miss guy by the name of, we don't remember if it's Knox Dawson or Dawson Knox. Because at Ole Miss, really your first and, name, first and last names are always interchangeable. No, yeah, it's a, it's a very Ole Miss problem, and, and who really cares? Uh, but there was a play where he sort of cut across the line and essentially dove right at Deshaun's knee, uh, which caused an MCL strain that will keep him out just a few weeks, which was truly a blessing. When he laid his cute little head down on the, on the uh, cart, <laughs> I thought that was the last we were going to see of Deshaun in a crimson. Uh, but it was adorable. It was. It was. God bless him. Uh, but luckily, it looks like it's just a strain. He's going to be back in a few weeks. Hopefully... Uh, early November at the latest. Uh, yeah, the, I'm hearing LSU. Yeah, yeah. The ruling here by the books, and you know that we are uh, rule book sticklers and scholars uh-huh, uh-huh. here on the Heroes, is that a, uh, a cut block like that can come straight on, but not from the side, which if you watch this, I mean, it, he hits him directly in the side of the knee. Uh, so in my official ruling, yes, they dirty as hell. Uh, agreed. Filthy. Uh, the beauty of it is, is after that, they then accused us of running up the score by going on it, going for it on fourth and two and scoring a touchdown. Well, first of all, you have one job. If you can't stop fourth and two, that's your problem. But second, if you're going to cut block one of our best players who patiently waited mm-hmm. his turn to start, you deserve the mud hole stomping that you got. Oh, and another thing. Uh, with our missing last week, I feel like we deprived our audience of something really important. It's 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 the donkey, isn't it? Hell yeah, it's the donkey. Who's the donkey of the decade of the week, Let man? That donkey, donkey. All right. <laughs> um, the donkey of the decade, of the week, of the week, of the week. Uh, obviously, last week we were going to give a shout out to uh, whatever his name is on Vanderbilt who tried to... Uh, let oh, us, Mr. Hoppitch talking yeah, to Yeah, let his flamboyancy show, and it didn't result well for him. This week, speaking of flamboyant, though, donkey of the decade of this week goes to none other than former Alabama signal caller Greg McElroy. 
and Sigma Alpha Epsilon brother of mine. What in the world? Why would Greg McElroy be your donkey of the decade of the week? That is exactly right. And I have made my feelings toward him known off the field. You know, those are, I, I fully respect what the man did for the tide on the field. Cheered him on many times, was in Pasadena, can respect him and appreciate him for what he did on the field. Off the field is a whole other story. Got no respect for the guy. Think his takes are trash. Think his voice is trash. Think his goofy hair is trash. His clothes are trash. Whack. I could keep going. Uh, <laughs> whack. But whack is what I just said. Uh, but his most recent act of whackness, which earned him the donkey of the decade of the week, was picking Clemson number one last week. Uh, okay. I, I got no patience for it. I got no time for it. Frankly, I have had personal words with Reese Davis about this very thing in the past. He is he has straightened up and flown right since. I'd hate to have to do the same to Greg. All right, fair enough. And speaking of whack, by the way, you would not even revealing a little inside knowledge. Uh, you would not even uh, want to see the Greg McElroy uh, pledge, pledge picture uh, on the composite in the SAE house. <laughs> Uh, spiked hair, bleached. Uh, it was it was truly something to behold. Uh, and I would take issue with your being him being the donkey of the decade of the week. But I have knowledge of that hair, so I've got to go with you. Thank you. I appreciate but, that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that's enough donkey talk for now. As if there's ever enough donkey talk. But remember, we are brought for you by our good friends at the Druid City Brewing Company and Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. As always. The Druid City Brewing Company will have some Wild Bill Spice products on the smoker this weekend. So get on down there. Tell the Boy Scouts that are taking money that you're parking at the brewery and they'll let you park for free. Free parking! Where else can you get that? So true. And and tell them the hero sent you. Next up, right. for Alabama Crimson Tide, we take on the Weirdos from College Station. It is a 5.15 Central Time kick because, of course, it is the weirdos uh gregory what do we know about the weirdos other than they have erotic milkman cheerleaders and need to practice their yelling okay here's what we know in the games that they played a bunch of trash but in the games that matter they went to overtime with arkansas and they beat south carolina by a touchdown and they had that debacle with ucla now arkansas and south carolina both trash as it turns out ucla probably trash but kyle field is huge and it's always rocking. And if you've ever been there, you know what I mean. Literally rocking. If it gets loud, you there's a good four or five foot, foot sway, and you think you're going to hit the ground any minute. Uh, but it'll be our first road test, real road test, uh, away from Bryant Denny this year. So it'll be interesting to see how we respond in that respect. It will. I think. Uh, I think a thing that I've noticed lately. I think a thing is uh, I think our team likes sort of the challenge of the first road game. We sort of get off the bus, strap up, hashtag business trip, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and like to sort of take on the odds in their place. Uh, here's the deal with ATM, ATM. Nobody knows what to expect. As you mentioned, they had that uh, fourth quarter hilarious collapse against UCLA. But your boys here are on the record as big-time Josh Rosen supporters. So I'm not going to hold that against solely for the Solely for the indoor hot tub. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Most importantly. Uh, so, you know, once again, the Aggies roll out a new starting quarterback. It is a person, says here, his birth certificate reads Kellen Mond, M-O-N-D. Not, 
Right. Not a lot like Mongenos, but not quite. I was thinking Mondo, the uh, early 90s sugar drink. But okay. uh, anyway. So our heads are in different places is what you're saying. <laughs> right, different places. Yeah, just learned about this supposed Kellen Mond last week for the first time, actually. Uh, this is the fifth season in someone's six years that they'll roll out a new quarterback. So there's uncertainty there. There's also uncertainty at several other key positions around the field. Uh, they had the departures of Deshaun Hall and Miles Garrett, of course, first round draft pick, uh, which left a huge void at defensive end. Also, seven of their top nine receivers left left after 2016. Let me just say that again: seven of their top nine receivers left. It's, it's been transfer city. Uh, they lost an offensive tackle, linebacker experience, and whatever. So, all that keep in mind. All that. Uh, somehow they are still four and one, and had they not had that hilarious collapse against UCLA, they'd be undefeated and probably top fifteen in the country. Yeah, you're right. Uh, here's the thing, though: if you look at the numbers, the numbers are troubling for A and M. They have a nice, nice rushing defense. Arkansas ran for 228 yards and three scores, but that is it. Nobody else has. No one else has even gotten 100 yards on the ground. But their passing defense is not just the worst in the conference. It is 115th in the country. Um, their rushing offense is the worst in the conference, and their passing offense is 96th in the country. Now, granted, we're 95th in the air, but we're in top in the top 10 in everything else. Um, as far as individual numbers go, I'd love to be up here dropping some knowledge on you heroes, but frankly, there aren't any A&M players in the top 100 category. Top 100 in any category. I've looked all the categories. None of them in the top 100. So, in short, I'm not sure how they're going to score unless it's a fluke. Uh, your tie checks in, for that reason, as a 26th and a half-point favorite in this contest. Whoa now, whoa now. You're getting ahead of yourself with this premature hateration, Gregory. This is true, but as it goes from time to time. But you're right, so I guess it's time to look at our hates, including our hate of the week. Of the week, of the week, of the week. Thank you. Thank you. First up, first up uh, here in this hero's hometown of Nashville, uh, Kirby Smart will bring his dwags into town where they Mm -hmm. are 17 and a half point faves. Who you hate? Uh, Georgia is a sneaky top five team. Uh, I have no doubt they're going to do to the doors what we did to the doors. I am hating a commode or on this one. I think they cover the 17 and a half easily what about you yeah i am right there with you i'm actually gonna put this out there as my hate of the week thank you h-o-t-w right here uh the doors the hardest i think georgia is actually a very good team i'm not the first person to make this connection but it feels a lot like uh saban's second year at alabama Kirby smart has a a very strong team of sort of really well-trained guys they may not be the very best athletes but they've They've got heart. They've got uh, they've got smarts. I think they are going to dominate Vandy and be a very real playoff threat uh, down the road. 
All right. Uh, in a game that may not happen uh, in Gainesville, Florida, yet again, the Florida LSU game, there is threat of, of tropical, tropical activity. And so how this plays out, whether it's played and whether it's not played and whether it's rescheduled and how big of an ass LSU makes themselves during it is anyone's guess. But nevertheless, your heroes are going to trudge on as if it's going to happen. Again, it's in Gainesville where Florida is a three-and-a-half-point favorite against LSU. Mr. Metz, who are you hating? Just because it's 2017 and we live in a world that doesn't make any sense at this point, I've gone back and forth on this, but I think with uh, old Darius Guiche back in the backfield, I'm not convinced he's back in the backfield, but I think they have their Guiche back. I am going to narrowly hate the Gators here. Uh, DeCocho, you know, he, he doesn't make any sense to us normal folks, so... The team could come out fired right. up and look like they have believed in him from the get-go and never doubted him. Uh, I think they may not even win the game, but I think they cover the three and a half. Stick with me here. I'm sensing a movie, how LSU got its Quiche back. <laughs> it's, that one is going to have yeah. many rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. But you know, have you seen the, the GIF or GIF, whichever you prefer? I'm not interested in that conversation. Where... During that movie, Angela Bassett is walking away from a car that she catches on fire with all that dude shit in it. I think we need to have that, no. but with but with the coach, but with the coach's face as Angela Bassett. We got to get LSU freak on the phone. I know, right? Anyway, back to the point at hand. I am quietly starting to believe in the Gators. You know, they have half their team under indictment and suspended, but I think they're starting to come together as a team. Uh, not so much their skill. But they seem to be the team this year with the horseshoe shoved up their ass. They're, everything that seems to be going their way, even when they shouldn't, it does. Uh, and as it turns out, shocking to everyone I know, DeCocho is not a good head coach. Who would have known? LSU is trash, and they, my friend, are my hate of the week. Yep, I am uh, totally shocked that DeCocho has... Nothing, nothing, you sleep, leave uh, me hanging okay. on the hate of the week. The week, the week. Forgive me. Sorry, thank you. I was just stuck on the fact that who would have known that Coach O is going to be a trash coach? Right. Imagine that. He's won all of like five games in his life. Speaking of trash coaches trying to get to five wins, uh, Burt's Hogs go to Columbia, South Carolina this week where the Cox are two and a half point faves. Tell me who you hate. See, I may have. Here's the thing. I may have written that down wrong. Arkansas may be a two and a half point favorite. South Carolina may be a two. I don't really know who. Good God, who cares? Arkansas. They're both trash. But Arkansas, I think, is probably a little bit more butt than South Carolina. So I'm going to hate a hog. How about? That? I think that's right. I think I hate a hog. Must champs made it difficult to hate anybody. Uh, who knows? Right. <laughs> so you're hating a hog as well. I think I hate a hog. Is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. We'll write that on your tombstone. Next up, your Crimson Tide is a 26-and-a-half-point favorite into College Station against the Texas A&M Weirdo Aggies. Who are you hating? Give us a score, brother. So here's the thing, and we didn't get to talk about this, but I want this to be a a bit of a conversation. We saw some Jalen Arms Saturday. We did. It was impressive. There were a couple misses. Our boy Bob was open once or twice. Uh, that's Robert Our Bob. Boy Bob. You, you who are not in the know, uh, that's Bob. But uh, I, there was, I saw a lot that I liked, and I think 
even if the two quarterback system of my dreams never happens, uh, I think there has been a fire lit under Jalen that was lacking completely after the first game of last season. Uh, that said, I, I think, I think we show out again. I sort of hate to say it, but, uh, even in years where we weren't blowing out people all the time, we have a tendency to blow out Tambu. I think that, uh, the style of football that they play just matches really poorly with us when Johnny Manziel's not there. Uh, Johnny Manziel and what's his name? Evans, Mike Evans down the field as well. Can't forget him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why did I bring that up? I hate myself. Um, anyway, I think I think they're just not. I think they're just not ready to compete with us physically. I think that they're light and fast, but aren't going to do much. I like the tide big again. I'm afraid to say. I'm going to go fifty-two to seven, hating the Aggie hard. That's a hard hate right there. Um, all right. If this were in Tuscaloosa, I would agree with you. I would say there's another route. Uh, but it's not. So I think the weirdos keep it respectable for a little while. Uh, but ultimately, your tide pulls away. And I think the tide wins 47-17. And it's so weird to say that, you know, I think it's going to be a close game. Just 30. <laughs> it's just a 30-point win. Nothing yeah, big. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. You have been listening yet again, and we do appreciate it, to the Hounds 2 Heroes, brought to you by Wild Bill's Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing Company, fresh off two championships at the Alabama Beer Competition, especially winning the beer of the year for the state, uh, the downtown North Porter. So stop by. Check out the brews and the wings this weekend. Remember, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, on Twitter at H2Heroes, or on Facebook with all the moms. Take us home, Metsy. All right, y'all be good. Roll Tide.